Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdullah Kim Shabazz, the program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you? Uh, I, I'm doing quite well. <laughs> so, oh. Some days, my friend, at this point uh, in an in election season, whether it's uh, you know, midterm elections or presidential or municipal, a few days before elections, you just have to just smile at the observe and just keep going. Okay, so we are putting this show, we always clarify this, together on Thursday. The podcast comes out on Thursday. So by the time you hear this on Sunday on the radio station, who knows what will have emerged in the Indiana Secretary of State's race. That's where we will spend most of our time today talking about. And we have we have referenced this before, and I will start with this. Diego Morales is, and I will now say by far, the worst statewide candidate Republicans have ever nominated, and I include Charlie White and I include Richard Murdoch in that statement. Am I way off base? Well, now we may actually have a Charlie White situation on our hands uh, here. Yes, we'll get to that in just a second. I mean, and, and ultimately, look, Diego is Diego, but people like you and me were telling these delegates during the lead up to the convention. You may not like Holly Sullivan, and we all know I'm totally on board with you not liking Holly Sullivan, but you got another option, and he's actually the most qualified guy, which was Shelton, who was a county clerk who actually knew how to administer and run elections, and if voter fraud was your thing, didn't he actually catch someone committing voter fraud? And you chose to pick this guy. It wasn't – the delegates now, many of them are trying to make it out like, well, we couldn't have Sullivan. Okay. And it why did, not? It didn't – did, if you operate from the same way, we didn't want – a Holcomb person. You had a third option. Ultimately, this really does rest on the delegates. It, 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 I, I agree. It rests on the delegates, and also, um, I, I don't think that I don't think Diego has been picked on. I just think that Diego is a flawed candidate. Sure, I, I wrote this a couple weeks ago. Lego my Diego, because I'll never forget that one. <laughs> which, which I which I'll admit to stealing from a from a from a Hendricks County mailer from uh, 2018. But Diego is a flawed candidate. Well, was getting fired from the office, quitting before he got fired, buying a $43,000 car, question about his military record, question about sexual misconduct. And now the latest uh, thing that, that technically the, the story we're going to be talking about, we've, we've heard, I've heard rumors about this for, for years. It just finally came out. Okay, so we'll get to the allegations that came out in Indy Star in just a moment. But first, we've got to talk about, and it's like it's every day with this guy, and you and I have talked about this before. If it's one thing, okay, one thing doesn't maybe add up. There's one thing where you go, eh, you know. Okay, everybody's kind of got that in some shape, form, or fashion, or you could make it into that. But with this guy, it's thing after thing after thing after thing. Like, it must be exhausting to defend this guy on a daily basis. Well, I just went to go get surgery for my eyes being stuck in the back of my head from rolling them every time I pick up the newspaper. It's like, good Lord, like, does it stop? Okay, so yesterday, he went on, yesterday being Wednesday, 
he went on Tony Katz's show. And by the way, I don't, I don't know about you. I was floored he agreed to go on Tony's show. It tells me there may be some problems in their own internals, the fact that he's going on Tony's show, because that didn't seem like he had a lot to gain by doing that. I have a theory about that, which we'll get to a little bit later. Okay. And it it, 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 it connects. It, for some strange reason, it, just came, it, it crystallized yesterday. And I don't know why I didn't think of it before, but, but I have a theory that explains all of Diego's moves and everything that he's doing. Okay. So... As I said, it didn't seem to me like he had a lot to gain and he had a lot to lose, and boy, did he lose a lot yesterday. So going on that show, he had to know that one of the major issues people across the state have from all political parties is that he refused to show up at that televised debate that was on public broadcasting, moderated by Dr. Laura Wilson. Nobody's going to accuse her of being a, a radical leftist. She's on this radio station all the time. Obviously, Jeff Moore, the Libertarian, was there, and Destiny Wells, the Democrat. Diego refused to show up. He had to know that's a big deal for a lot of people, and rightfully so, and you're going to get asked about that question. You would walk into that interview thinking, I'm probably going to get asked why I refuse to debate. Yeah, and you can give 8 million different reasons why. And However, <laughs> Diego gave the 8 millionth and one reason. And it's the most ridiculous thing. I couldn't have ever fathomed he was going to say it. We'll play you the audio here in just a second. He said there was no debate. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, he gave the shaggy defense. It, there was. It didn't happen. And Tony, to his credit, we're going to play you the audio here, does a very nice job of pushing back on it. You know, what do you mean it didn't happen? And then he kind of kind of wobbled and went off that. I mean, it's just, uh, let's just play the audio for you. Oh, so for, how many times did he deny it? Three times? Well, well let's play <laughs> it here so people can hear it. So nobody could think, well, these guys are just over-exaggerating what this guy did. Here you go. Of course, a lot was made of the fact that a debate was offered up and you declined uh, to to attend. What was the decision about not attending a debate? Do you feel it hurts you in, in, in this election? You know, first of all, as far as I know, there, there, has, uh, there hasn't been a debate uh, for Secretary of State. There, there isn't a debate for state treasurer, for state auditors. Uh, you know, no one is talking about this. Uh, I see debates uh, for governor, for U.S. Senate, or for Congress. In fact, you know, uh, my uh, colleagues uh, running in the 7th and 1st Congressional District, they're asking uh, Congressman Marban and Congressman Carson, they're not even giving them a debate. So to me, it's a double standard that the media is asking for this. But uh, I think but the I question would still apply to Frank Marvan in the 1st and to Andre Carson in the 7th. Uh, Marvan will not debate Jennifer Ruth Green, you're saying. And of course, we know that Andre Carson will not debate uh, Angela Grabowski in the 2nd. I'm asking specifically uh, about yours, that there was indeed a debate. Did you not consider that debate to be legitimate? Absolutely, because since day one, I am a grassroots guy, and I've been crisscrossing the 92 counties, talking to voters face-to-face, one-on-one, listening to them, uh, listening from their concerns. And it's always been my campaign. You know, before the convention, I put 150,000 miles in my car, earning every uh, you know, support. And after the convention to now, I already have over 30,000 miles crisscrossing all 92 counties. I'm a grassroots guy, and that's what I want to be. Uh, people can see me at parades, at festivals, 
uh, in public events, uh, registering voters at the, in, at the Indiana Black Expo, at the Indiana Latino Expo. Uh, I've been out there day in, day out, seven days a week, and that's who I am, and that's what I decide to do. Go so you didn't feel that, that skipping the debate, and there, there was a debate, we should be clear, uh, you didn't feel that that had any negative uh, effect on you. you, did you? Did you not feel you were going to be able to speak your piece? Did you feel that you weren't going to be able to engage? Did you feel simply it wasn't worth it? No, absolutely, absolutely not. I believe I made the right choice to crisscross the 92 counties and uh, talking to Hoosiers directly face to face. So I'm very happy uh, and, you know, I'm continue to do this and I'm going to continue to do that till 6 p.m. this Tuesday, talking to voters one on one face to face. So I'm, I'm very, very happy with uh, what I've been doing because I'm a grassroots person. All right, there you have it. We played it in its entirety so people couldn't say, oh, you guys are making it up, you're manipulating it. That is the worst answer to a, a question you knew you were going to get that I think I have ever heard. Well, it's it's right up there with Fetterman and his fracking answer the the other night. I mean, it's just, why would you It's a shaggy defense. It wasn't help, me. Help me with this. He had to know, and if he didn't know, the people who agreed to let him do this interview had to know. He's probably going to ask you, why you weren't on statewide television debating your opponents. And he could have given a million different answers, like, look, I'm going to talk to the people directly, blah, blah, I don't need a filter, it's a League of Women Voters, it's, they're a bunch of liberals, blah, 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 I don't, I don't trust them, I'll, I'll take my question directly from the voters, thank you very much. That's all you had to say. To say... It, and and, and even, even then, even though, the, even though the night of the debate you were actually at a uh, Lincoln War, Day. War County Lincoln Day fundraiser event, okay, fine, whatever, but, but still... It was, it was, once again, it was another unforced error. Yeah, and, and, and it goes back to truthfulness, right? So with this guy, there's always questions of truthfulness. You had produced a long time ago evidence he was fired by Todd Rokita's office. And what's the response? Nah, 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 that didn't, that didn't happen. Rokita endorses me. Okay, but what about this? Nah, 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 that didn't happen. Rokita endorses me. Uh, then, <laughs> I you, told you. <laughs> then you produce the evidence that he was about to be fired by the next Secretary of State, Charlie White, before he quit. Nah, 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 nah. It's a liberal media. They're out to get me. But it, nah, 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 nah. It's a liberal media. They're out to get me. Then there's all the questions about his military record, which nobody held a gun to his head and forced him to pose in uniform or mm-hmm. make his military history, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, uh, part of the campaign he did that he gets called on major holes in his military record no 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 that's uh that's the liberal that's the liberal media then he spends almost forty four thousand dollars on the car no 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 then you produce these allegations and look i've said this from the beginning i would not vote for or against someone based on those allegations because those women won't put their names behind it he can't disprove it they can't prove it 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 is it is what it is but when you are caught lying about something so Easily, easily ver- right. I mean, everybody knows. Everybody knows there was a debate. I watched it. You what? You were there. Were you not in the room? I was in the room. Took pictures of both uh, Diego. I took pictures of uh, both Jeff and uh, uh, Destiny while while they were there in the room. So you don't. You stop getting any sort of benefit of the doubt on the sketchy things that there's maybe a gray area or whatever. Not that there's a gray area on whether you were fired or not. The paperwork is very clear. You were fired. They've never refuted that's legitimate paperwork. You don't. You stop getting. If if, 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 we, if we can't trust you on the small stuff, how can we trust you on the big sure. stuff? Sure. And at some point, they had to come up with. I know what we'll say. We'll say there was no debate. Like what? 
Hey, real quick, because you've been a part of this. By the way, the program is Statehouse Happenings. Rob Kendall and Dulakeep Shabazz. You've been in these meetings. You've worked for big-time politicians. Before you do an interview like Tony Katz, now look, Tony, doing an interview with Tony's not doing an interview with me because Tony's probably nicer than, way nicer than I would be about it. But you know... He's going to ask you something hard. He's going to ask you something's hard. Don't you prepare for something like this? What we would do with our boss is like, hey, you're going on XYZ's radio show. They want to talk about this, this, and this. They'll probably, they also may ask you a question about this and this and this here. I don't know what their personality is, you know, some of the demographics of the program, you know, their program is mostly women, moms, blah, blah, blah. That sort of thing. You you, you do, it, it wouldn't be like some some detailed, like, you know, go kill Osama bin Laden type right. briefing. But just be you know, just a quick page long, you know, fill in the blanks, that right. sort of thing for, for the boss. And that was it. Now, if the person did ask a question we weren't expecting, I mean, then there's nothing we can we right. can, really, we can do about but it. But that's but this but is not a, this was not a question he would not expect. Exactly, and that and that and there, my friend, lies the difference. Is you know, if you're going to be doing an interview, you know, the debate was you know, still within you know almost a month ago, but still it's kind of on everybody's mind, and it's and it's your base audience that you're trying to talk to. Well, the question is, well, why did you skip the debate? That's the question. Uh, and, and, and you could have said a million a million things, but except it didn't happen. There was I, no debate. I really thought this was going to be the biggest story for us today, talking about Diego, but it's not. We've got no, another one. The biggest one story get, is talking about Diego. Well, but I mean, I, I thought I mean, this was going to be the biggest Diego story, and Diego keeps going, hold my beer, and one-upping himself. So we got to make some time to get into this other big story that's breaking. But before we do that, do you think that was their strategy, or he just froze up and went off on his own? I mean, there's no I, way they told him just to deny think, the debate I think he just went off on his own. I, I really do. <laughs> I think probably he probably like, hey, if you if you if you ask this question, hit these points. He probably just went off on his own. Um, that hurts him, right? I mean, obviously, because then the story, because whatever answer he gave, that's the answer he would have given, and I would have ripped him for it, and then we move on. But the story yesterday all across social media and on WIBC, which obviously I think it's safe to assume everybody listening to WIBC is going to be a voter, uh, is that Diego lied about there being a debate. He took something that could have been a real quick thing where, yeah, Rob doesn't like Diego or whatever, and Rob rips Diego, and then we go about our merry way, to now all the shows are covering it. The news department's running story on it. Other people are picking it up. You're talking about it. He took something that was really a non-story, and he makes it a big story. That man has more unforced errors than the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> and not the 2016 Cubs. This, does this hurt him to the average person? Um, I don't think it helps. Uh, like I said, if you are got the blinders on, you're going to vote for Diego, you're going to vote for Diego. This, this, you're, you're basically silent to all this. I do think, though, for those undecided voters who are still out there, and, and probably will be undecided up until Election Day, I don't think it helps. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Badula, Keep Shabazz, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. All right, story number two about Diego. And this seems like if indeed there is validity to it. It's got some Charlie White implications. Well, this is a really, really big story. So James Briggs from Star ran an, a, a column today, today being Thursday, alleging that Diego illegally voted in or I, I don't know, is is alleging, is that the right word we would use? 
Yeah. Okay. You're the attorney here, alleging that Diego illegally voted in one in, in uh, one county while living in another county. Right. Yes. Thank you. So what Briggs is saying is that Diego's primary residence in, in, two, in, in 2016, 2018. Well, yes. I'm sorry. He in 2016 he bought a home in Marion County that was listed as his primary residence. In two, which would not have. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally off of this. Would that not have? Would not have been in his congressional district he tried to run for at the time? No, because the house was the house was in Lawrence. Okay, so, so it's a totally other side of, of. You start potentially putting dots together here. He owns this home in Marion County that he bought in 2016. Yet in 2018, he votes at a second residence in Hendricks County, Plainfield. But he's taking a mortgage deduction or the primary residence deduction. What do they call it? Homestead credit, yeah, right? Homestead credit. credit off the residence in Marion County. And if indeed all of those things line up and be accurate, that would be illegal, right? In a nutshell, yes. Okay, now because, because he votes because he also uh, he voted twice. Uh, in 2018, in uh, Hendricks County, he so voted, a general and a or primary yeah. and a general. Yeah, because it's it's one thing to have an address because I want to say under Indiana law, if my memory serves correctly, if you move between like say primary day and uh, general election day, you can go back and vote in your old precinct one more time. Yeah, is, is what they allow you to do with votes. And I think I think the, I think the rules still the same with vote centers. So the the question is, where did you live? Did you live in Hendricks County or did you live in Marion County? Where did you vote? Apparently, you voted in. Uh, in Hendricks County because you were running for Congress at the time in 2018. And so the question is, were, were you lying about your, were you taking a uh, improper homestead exemption in Marion right. County or were you committing voter fraud in Hendricks well, County? Well, th this is the thing, right? So this is the pick, this is the pick, it's basically a pick them, right? Because these two things, according to Briggs, cannot be true at the same time, Right. Like if you one of these things is not like the other, right? Right. You either you according to Briggs, he either did one of these two things: you either voted illegally or you were taking an incorrect homestead credit. Now he said, he being Briggs, this could be a level six felony. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> and this is where we hate to say to steal a to steal a phrase from Bobby Heenan. We hate to say that we told you so, but. We told, we you, told, told you, you so. so. This guy, and, and here's a, here's the thing too. This is not uh, like I mentioned before. Uh, we, we we started recording the, today. This is technically old news. I mean, the, the it had been the rumors had been running around, running around forever because one of the campaign mailers was "Where's my Diego?" Because they had Diego like in a uh, guerrilla fighter suit, like a Central America freedom fighter, kind of roaming through the jungle. Like, does he live in Plainfield? Does he live in Does he live in uh, Marion County? Because that that was running around for a while. Right. So, okay. So help me with this because Diego worked for Charlie White. We know that because you produced evidence that he was about to be fired by Charlie White before he quit. And Charlie White. How did Charlie White's time as Secretary of State end, Abdul? Uh, it ended with him getting convicted of voter fraud. Oh, that's right. Because he, he what? Voted, voted in one precinct, but lived with his girlfriend or wife and lived somewhere else. It was his primary residence. It was a it was a mess. This dates back to when he was the uh, on the Fishers. It was town council yeah. at the time. Yeah. 
So this is a huge deal, one, because obviously if you want to be the the Secretary of State, you want to control elections. But two, he has made election fraud and illegal voting a huge part of his campaign. And see, and here's the thing, too. And I, and I mentioned this early, early on when we first started having the Diego discussions and controversies. What I said was what someone should have done as soon as he became the nominee or even before he became the yes. nominee, go spend the $10,000, go find a donor, go get ten grand, and do a background check, an extensive background check of anything and everything that could possibly be in your background. Because that way, number one, you'll know about it, so you won't get caught off guard. Number two, you can craft and put together a response. Because I'm going to love to see what the guy's going to do with this one, if they do anything. When you look at him and you look at his track record, obviously, Secretary of State, Secretary of State, he was with Sodrol before that. We don't know what happened there. There were no allegations as far as I know of some sort of impropriety working for him. So I guess we throw that out. Did he work for Becky Skillman at one point? He worked, she, he worked in Orca for a while for like three months. Uh, uh, left. I don't know what the I don't know what the circumstances. But, but didn't he? Were. Didn't you tell me he worked for Becky Skillman when she was the yeah se, yeah yeah the lieutenant uh, governor yeah, under the office of rural and rural and community affairs. So I mean, you see a guy a pat, and then he goes to Pence, and then he tries to run for Secretary of State, then realizes that that's not going to go well for him against Connie Lawson. So he pulls out of that. Then he d- decides to run for Congress. Now there, if you start putting dots together about homestead credit here, voting over here. That's very, very concerning. This is a guy who desperately wanted to be a politician. I mean, you start connecting these dots and his work record and his track record in these offices and what he did and how he ping-ponged around from what office he was going to run for. This is a guy who desperately wanted to be a politician. I always jokingly said Diego was a man looking for an office to run for. Yeah. Um, this is a, this this potentially is a huge story to me. Yeah, Yes, it is, because, number one— uh, the 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 first of all the the, the total irony of yeah. it all of elected integrity and all this other stuff and then you end up in a situation like this number two uh, depends on which prosecutor wants to take a look at it is it going to be Ryan Mears or is it going to be the Hendricks County prosecutor whose name I can't escape me? Lauren Delp Lauren Doran Delp right now like hey if we got him got because I can see them both like you know what we're going to get a special prosecutor have them and do an yeah. investigation yeah and the whole thing starts all over again. So let's talk about, let's play this out because uh, obviously this is, I mean, it's just the fact that he worked for Charlie White is incredible. This could be a thing that ends up, and this is what I've been telling people for several months now who are like, well, we got to get Diego Crest finished like, so we got to let the Republican, you know, stay in there, run the elections, whatever. Well, be careful what you wish for. Because (laughs) if you get him across the finish line, then Holcomb potentially gets to make the choice again. Which is why we were telling you for months there's a highly qualified candidate running for the Secretary of State's office in David Shelton, who is a county clerk, controls elections, has caught voter fraud. He's all the things you claim to and, want. And, and, and you know what the irony of it all of this would all be? <laughs> if Holcomb picked Holly Sullivan. Well, this is, so you you people better be careful because this is setting up with these allegations potentially. Now who knows? Somebody, a lawyer, a a man of the law, a prosecutor may look at it and go, hey, we don't find anything illegal happen here. Maybe he goes on his merry way. But it is setting up with allegation after allegation after allegation after allegation against this guy that he is not going to make it two years. And if he doesn't make it two years, then Holcomb gets to pick the appointment. And that person, just like they picked Connie Lawson, just like they picked Holly Sullivan, 
becomes the Secretary of State. You know what this reminds me of? How much time we got? Uh, we got about, uh, what do we got, six minutes or okay. so left. You know what this reminds me of? Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Twilight Zone. Uh-huh. I watch like every like you know Christmas Day, the Twilight Zone marathon. There's always that one episode where the guy gets like a bad fortune as you're going to die at like 5 o'clock. Uh-huh. And so he tries to do everything to avoid dying mm-hmm. at 5 o'clock, but instead everything he does leads to his death. Yes. And then he dies at 5 o'clock. That's what this reminds me of. Well, and 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 you and I had this conversation before we went on the air today. I guess we just st- still disagree on this, although the more you tell me this, the more I think maybe we'll see. I still think he's going to win, but I guess we're going to find out how Republican this state is because you couldn't pick a worse candidate. Here's And here's my theory, because I'm just going to expand on this in the cheat sheet. I'll put it together uh, this weekend. Is Diego's strategy from day one, someone made the conscious decision, is we're going to have to get as much of the base out as humanly possible, which means we have to encourage straight-ticket voting. Because when he goes to uh, events, that's why he's going to all the Lincoln Days. You know, just primarily, That's why I spoke to Tony. Tony's predominantly you know, Republican, conservative audience. They, what, what Diego's strategy is, excuse me, is to get people to vote straight-ticket Republican. And they think there are enough straight-ticket Republicans, or enough people that will vote straight-ticket Republicans that will get him a victory. Now, uh, i got to spend some time this afternoon looking through some election data, you know, the last couple of years on straight-ticket and how many how more Republicans outvoted uh, Democrats straight-ticket-wise. But then, but that's, that, that is their strategy, is to get people to punch straight-ticket, straight-ticket Republican, and that's what they think will carry them over the finish line. And it does hurt him in the sense that we talked about, I think we both think Todd Young's going to win, and he'll probably win overwhelmingly. I don't think it'll be as by as much as he did in 2016. But it does hurt him that there's a lot of conservatives who are not going to vote for Young, because those people, if you're not going to vote for Young, and he's the top of the ticket, you don't, are not going to get a straight-ticket vote. I mean, there's two for different, different reasons, but both Republicans at the top of the ticket have alienated parts of the Republican Party, and as such, you're not going to get nearly as many, I don't think, straight ticket voters. No, I think you get I think you get I think you get a lot of scratching. I really do. And if you scratch, I don't think there's if you're working your way through the ballot, how does a person actually say, yes, I think I'll vote for Diego? <laughs> I mean if you're making an informed, educated decision other than I just want all Republicans, how do you look at the three, Diego, Destiny, and more and go, I think I'll vote for him. I think for a third or for, I'd say maybe 25, 30% of Republicans who are still undecided right now, that's probably going to be the last race they vote for. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about the ramifications of this because obviously if he loses, well, even if he doesn't lose, there are huge implications based on, as we've talked about many times, the 10% threshold, Jeff Moore, the Libertarian, if he gets 10%, Libertarians get primary ballot access. He... Look, anything can happen, obviously, but he's set himself up. I think Jeff Moore, given the fundraising limitations libertarians have, has done about all he can do to get to that. And Diego has been a huge help, for lack of a better term, in him getting to 10%. Best form of free advertising is a bad candidate. Yeah, just stand there and go, hello. <laughs> and, and it does help, right, that Jeff is the best statewide candidate the libertarians have ever run. If Jeff or Cineac, and I say this as someone who voted for Cineac, he would have a harder time getting 10%, but Jeff Moore is a pretty impressive guy. Yeah, and plus, uh, I think Libertarians who have the potential to get uh, get their 10% uh, mark uh, for, for a number of different reasons. Uh, the main one is Diego, like I said, all those undecided Republicans who can't bring themselves to vote for a Democrat but, but, and don't want to leave that race blank will probably go for Jeff Moore just as, just as a protest vote. Yeah, and... If Destiny Wells wins, which obviously she would be the primary beneficiary of people, 
either not voting for Diego or voting for not voting for Diego and voting for Jeff. They don't have to vote for her. Like she's perfectly happy if 20% of the Republican Party said, we're not voting for Diego and we're voting for Jeff Moore. She would be like yep. great with that. She's, uh, but if she wins, there's not the threat of her being Secretary of State like there is Todd Young not winning U.S. Senate to the Republicans because the Republicans will still control state government, which is what she's legally obligated to do is to enact state law. You see, the thing is, I, I, I technically say when you when you vote for Diego Morales or Destiny Wells or Jeff Moore, you're basically voting for one person. Right. If you're voting for Todd Young, for Tom McDermott or James Siniak, you're technically voting for two people. You're voting for either A, the candidate, or B, who, who, who will control the chamber. So you're voting for technically Mitch McConnell or Chuck Schumer-ish right. type deal. Yeah, and... This is, again, it's a lot of it's on the delegates because you can get a conservative who is a normal guy who the public looks at and goes, okay, I, I can vote for this person. Daniel Elliott's a great example. Daniel Elliott is super conservative, the state treasurer candidate. You don't hear anything about Daniel Elliott. Good, bad, whatever. He's just a Republican on the ticket and he's going to win 60% of the vote or whatever the, the normal number is, generic Republican against generic Democrat. And He'll do a fine job as state treasurer. What What do you think is going to happen? Diego going to win, lose? What's going to happen? Uh, my money is still on destiny right now. Uh, today that could change, and and it's not going to be a big, big margin or whatever. I think McDermott will uh, pull off a victory because I think a lot of Republicans, some of those undecideds, will still uh, come back home. You uh, mean you think Todd Young's going to win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you said, you said McDermott. You uh, think Todd Young's going to win? Think, I think Todd Young will pull it off. Um, but like I said, that's just today. Check, check my Facebook page tomorrow. All right. Hey, great job as always. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdul-Akim Shabazz, the program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you find Abdul on Twitter at A-T-T-Y-Abdul, at A-T-T-Y-Abdul. And be sure to bookmark his fabulous website, IndiePolitics.org, IndiePolitics.org. Me, I'm on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall. And you can hear me weekdays, 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Abdul-Akim Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.